0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the planet Venus, what Venus represents in our birth chart, and how Venus reveals love language, attachment styles, and contributes to our understanding of these things in a birth chart. And so before we get started, as always here on Astrology Now podcast, we use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is in fact different than the Western tropical system. If you would like to calculate your birth chart to follow along with the segment, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart, find the placement of Venus specifically for this podcast. So For those of you who listen to my podcast every Friday, I usually release the podcast at 6 a.m. Today, I am publishing the podcast. It's probably going to be closer to maybe 7 (laughs) p.m. I have had the busiest week I've had in so long, Um, a couple of weeks, and it's going to perpetuate. I'm going to continue to be busy, but anyway, it's been... Really a privilege. It's been an honor to be busy and to have so much going on, and it's all really good things. Um, and I'm happy to have time to sit down and record this podcast and talk about Venus for a little while. It's kind of like kind of like my final task for the day, and I've been looking forward to it. I love sitting down and recording. Friday's podcast. And Friday is the day of Venus in astrology. Every day is associated to a planetary energy. So Monday is the moon. Tuesday is Mars. Wednesday is Mercury. Thursday is Jupiter. Friday is Venus. Saturday is Saturn and Sunday is Sunday. So, or excuse me, the sun. (laughs) So they're pretty uh, self-explanatory. A lot of them are, um, especially in the French language, but Anyway, if y'all were interested, if you're trying to amplify certain planetary energies, it's nice to know the day of the week and which planet is associated to the day of the week. And so I, I've i had my podcast on Friday since it started. Friday is my favorite day of the week. Um, I was actually born on a Friday. <laughs> and uh, And yeah, so this is our little, our weekly community together. So talking about the planet Venus and what Venus represents. So first of all, there are so many attributes to look for when it comes to love, romance, and relationship. Y'all know I absolutely love synastry and compatibility. It's my favorite thing to look at in Vedic astrology. And as I've gained understanding of synastry, I feel like my podcasts have gotten more and more complicated or simple. I don't know. I guess it depends on your perspective. But for those of you who are newer to astrology, hopefully this podcast serves you well. And also, even if we've been studying astrology for a while, I find that every time I go back and review the basics, I learn something new. And the basics are the building blocks of understanding. And so when we really refine the building blocks, it supports our overall understanding of astrology. So hopefully, regardless, this podcast is supportive. And so, you know, building off of that relationship, connection, compatibility, we're talking about seventh house matters. The seventh house is the house of relationship. Planets in the seventh house, the seventh house ruler, of course, the Dara Karka. Jupiter can be seen as the husband in a cisgender woman's chart, and then Venus. And so Venus is notorious for being the planet of love and romance and intimacy. And what I love about analyzing Venus placements is it reveals so much about how we give and receive love. That's Venus. Venus is also going to show who we are attracted to, you know, and this is kind of an interesting thing. What qualities we're attracted to aren't always what we end up with. Have you ever like spoken to a friend and they're like, You know, I used to only date this type, like tall, dark, handsome, (laughs) foreign. That's my type. Those are the types that I date and that I like. And then I ended up with, you know, a local down the street, not as tall as I usually date, whatever, but he's the love of my life. And I adore him. They ended up with someone who they weren't technically like their type, so to speak. There's a difference between the types of people we're attracted to. And the types of people that are good for us <laughs> and the types of people that we end up with. And that's what's interesting is that the Dara Karka is a soul level. The Dara Karka shows the types of people we, we're going to end up with, you know, and sometimes a lot of the time there's connections with both in astrology where there is an association to the Dara Karka and there's an association to Venus when we're looking at the um, compatibility. Um... But anyway, so Venus has to do with the types of people we're attracted to, how, like what we find charming, what we find interesting, what we find attractive. Venus, of course, is also going to reveal a lot about emotional attachment. It's going to show a lot about partners and marriage. Venus also represents desires. And this is the interesting thing about Venus because Venus has the capacity to be elevating and transcending. And then Venus has the ability to kind of make us miserable with our desires. And so we're going to kind of come back to that. I'm going to put a pin in the word desire because we're going to talk more about that. It's a big thing. you know. If we're constantly desiring something, that's hard for relationships so we'll come back to that venus is also the planet of creativity artistic endeavors luxury the five senses indulging in good food good music imagery poetry (laughs) has to do with cinema venus is the ability to create in vedic astrology venus is, is semen it's like the seed of creativity it's really interesting uh, Shukra Charya is also Venus. And so usually we think about Venus as this creative force, as this romantic energy, but it is also highly spiritual. It's a spiritual teacher as well. Shukracharya is a spiritual teacher. Also, um, there's this association to politics. And so Venus governs the signs of Taurus and Libra. Taurus is the sign of the five senses, right? It, it revels in beautiful jewelry and beautiful music and an amazing piece of cinema that's Taurus food it's what secures us what makes us feel secure it feels totally different to walk into an empty room than it does to walk into a room with a beautiful sofa art hanging up a plate of snacks maybe some beautiful tapestries some incense burning a room that is indulging the senses right? That's Taurus. It can create that experience. And then Venus in, or excuse me, with this um, association to Libra, Libra is the scales of justice. There's a highly creative energy with Libra too, because it's governed by Venus, but it's the scales of justice. It has to do with diplomacy. What is fair? What is right? So that being said, Venus is associated to politics. And I would say even more so, it's associated to diplomacy. What is right? What is fair? Venus is the planet that determines how socially aware we are. If somebody has a very strong Venus, they'll have amazing social skills. They'll know how to interact with people, how to talk to people, how to empathize with people, how to put themselves in somebody else's shoes to see from their perspective. When we have that ability It's easier to be diplomatic when we can really empathize with someone else, when we can see from their perspective, when we have that touch of humanity, we can, you know, a little bit more easily be diplomatic. So it's something to think about. You know, it's really fortunate if you have a really strong Venus, it can really bestow some amazing people skills and it will help you a lot in life if you're easy to connect with. So coming back to or just very briefly, Venus is also going to be charm, poise, elegance, politeness. I'm looking at my notes. Idealism. Venus, when it's very strong, individuals can be very idealistic. Giving and receiving love, as I've mentioned a few times. Venus can give the ability to have a lot of self-love and self-compassion. And when we have a lot of self-love and self-compassion, it's easier to have love and compassion for other beings. So these are all the really good things about Venus. The really important thing to remember about Venus is that it can help with feeling happiness, but it will not determine happiness. The moon is the planet that determines happiness. Somebody can have the most beautiful chart in the world with career gifts and relationship gifts. And then if their moon is totally destroyed, they will still continue to feel unsatisfied. Now somebody can have a devastated chart where they live in poverty and, you know, whatever. And then they have a super strong moon. They'll be able to look on the bright side. They'll be able to stay optimistic. They'll be really grateful for the things that they have. So the moon has this ability to make us happy. Venus can contribute to happiness. Venus can absolutely contribute to a feeling of happiness and contentment. But because Venus is desire, it can also show individuals who continuously need more, more sex, more food, more love, more stimulus, whatever it may be. It can make us, you know, kind of this uh, five senses junkie in a way depending on how venus is placed and that doesn't bode well for happiness long term and i should say you know if if someone's venus is afflicted in a certain way it can harm relationship because there may be the difficulty in giving and receiving love you know there may be an inhibitor there of sharing true intimacy there may be fear around it depending on where venus is but then there can also be something where you know, maybe this individual is trying to have monogamous relationships, but then they can't feel content in a relationship because they're constantly wanting more of something. They can't feel, you know, happy where they are. And so this is how Venus kind of works. Having a really nice balanced Venus, you know, they'll be happy with, you know, what they have, Hopefully so hopefully that's a good reminder as to what venus represents now for us on a personal level what does this mean because all of us have our favorite music all of us have our favorite food all of us you know some of us like food more than others do some of us like love more than others do some of us are just like not interested in dating right um Even with art, some of us are going to be a lot more invested in knowing, oh, I like this song. Who's the artist? They're going to be playing in Austin soon. I'm going to go see them, right? Other people may hear music passively on the radio, not really put as much emphasis into it. So all of us have this different relationship to the energy of Venus in various ways, and it's complicated. Therefore, it's not as easy as just saying, okay, your Venus is placed here. So it's going to mean all of these things. This is why we need to look at the entire birth chart and assess everything in totality. And people are, um, people are endlessly complicated. And so it makes sense that astrology is going to be complicated, but we're keeping it simple today. (laughs) So talking about Venus. So for us on an individual level, looking at Venus in our birth chart and thinking about the house that Venus is in the sign that Venus is in any conjunctions, To the planet of Venus, and also, of course, um, any aspects to Venus, which is a little bit more complicated. But when it comes to the types of people we're going to be attracted to, the types of people we're going to be drawn to, this is a pretty easy thing to spot between the seventh house, the seventh house ruler, and Venus. And so the sign that Venus is in is going to give us so much insight. And so just looking at the elements first, right? If Venus is in a fire sign, in Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, There's going to be this need for excitement and passion and energy and inspiration. You know, if your Venus is in a fire sign, you might be drawn to people who are adventurous or exciting, can offer us something new and invigorating. Um, And it certainly doesn't mean that fire signs are harder to commit or anything like that. But when, when Venus is in fire signs, they tend to have that kind of fiery, passionate, drive and so they may be attracted to people with those fire qualities uh, specifically for the sign themselves of course um, but then the individual themselves may express themselves that way and so you know specifically like Venus and Aries they might be quick to be attracted and then quick to lose attraction kind of (laughs) especially in the younger years or Venus and Sagittarius may have this uh, great love of philosophy and sharing ideas and maybe even sharing spirituality or sharing travel adventures. And then with Venus and Leo, taking a lot of pride in relationship and seeking for someone who has a larger-than-life personality. They may be drawn to those Leo 9 individuals, and they themselves may show up in that really uh, grand way, but then also very loyal and steadfast way. And then with Venus and the water signs, if someone has Venus and Cancer, Pisces, or Scorpio, there's this deep need in relationship to see and be seen, to be felt, to feel and to be felt. And it can be a very spiritualizing placement for love and relationships and attraction, but it could, you know, not everyone is going to be spiritual, but it can show up in different ways where people just need to go deep and really work to understand those around them. And so I'm thinking about Anandamayama as well, because Venus can almost yearn to transcend when it's in the water signs. The water signs are the moksha signs, 4, 8, 12. 4 is Cancer, 8 is Scorpio, 12 is Pisces. In the houses in Vedic astrology, those are the moksha houses. There's this desire to transcend, to have love transcend in some way. I'm, I'm almost thinking about like Ed Sheeran as well. his his Venus is not his Venus may be in Pisces. I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, I'm thinking about him because his music is not overtly spiritual, but but there's this kind there's like this high romanticism, you know, like this desire to kind of go beyond the everyday mundane stuff. And so when Venus is in water signs, it really embodies that. And so with Venus, oh, and Anandamayama, she has Venus exalted on her ascendant and she was constantly, you know, moving towards the love of God, a godly type of love that transcends this material realm. And so Venus is also devotion. Venus is bhakti, like bhakti yoga, the yoga of devotion. And so, when Venus is in Cancer, highly emotional placement. You know, great need for security, and offering security, like the love language, maybe showing up with food, showing up with snacks, showing up with things like nurturing, and also hoping for that potentially from partners. With Venus in Scorpio, this is a very interesting placement. There's a very deep and transformative quality here. Love and relationship carries a transformative effect, and. This is generally speaking, it won't be everybody, but usually relationships will carry some of the biggest transformative lessons. And there can be this pretty big emphasis on uh, sex and sexuality. Venus in Pisces, of course, is rose-colored glasses, feeling very idealistic and um, again, maybe even desiring this kind of spiritual connection or spiritual love and having a very big artistic capacity. So Venus in the earth signs. <laughs> so Venus in the earth signs, there's the steadfastness, practicality, pragmatism, ride or die energy. They may not be like the water signs where they're constantly wanting to be seen and felt and dive deep into the emotions, but they'll be there for you and they'll hold down the house. One of the most loyal people I know has Venus in Capricorn. There were lots of things in their chart to make them loyal, but... There is this, you know, ride or die soul family energy to it. And, you know, the the earth signs are also associated to like wealth and money. And so there can also be this tendency to show up with resources that could be like part of a love language, showing up with things, bringing stability and security to life, rather it be fiscally or, um, emotionally mentally but they can you know be quite steadfast and so venus in taurus venus is going to be in its own sign such a sweet placement i love venus and taurus people can tend to um, really show up for people in a steadfast loyal way and that is a big part of the love language you know um, the, that loyalty element. And of course, this is going to be a highly artistic placement. I'm sure that, uh, many individuals with Venus and Taurus like to connect on art and literature and movies and food and kind of share those experiences, those kind of uh, five senses experiences with venus in virgo so this is a debilitated placement right when venus is in virgo it's technically debilitated but i've seen this play out very well many times um there tends to be a perfectionistic quality when people have venus and virgo they may kind of expect perfection from themselves they may kind of expect for perfection from others or kind of strive for that but there's this really beautiful capacity to hold space and to heal and to serve. And so a lot of Ergonian people are always trying to serve and uplift other people. And that's a big way that they connect, like doing different tasks or um, offering different gestures of support in some way. One of my really good friends has venus and virgo and i hurt my neck a while back and she's like let me let me um give you my back massager to take home with you (laughs) and so i was like i had her little like at home back massager and i was like massaging my neck but it was like in that moment it was like the ability to heal you know and help and so and serve and support um she also has a degree in nursing by the way she's probably listening to this um so venus in capricorn beautiful placement refined wonderful so um with venus and capricorn again people tend to really seek individuals who are mature and who are reliable and who are predictable and so sometimes with venus and capricorn people may even be drawn to older people whether it be friends or partners or whoever they may be drawn to individuals who embody maturity mentally or physically. And Venus and Capricorn is also typically seeking people who have their lives together, (laughs) people who kind of like, again, have like this practical, pragmatic way of moving through life. And those who have Venus and Capricorn tend to try to offer that, you know, try to create a sense of security for themselves and others. Um and projects. That's something else I've noticed with Venus and Capricorn is that people tend to enjoy like joint effort. So having projects together, having um, tasks around the house together, something that you're building together or something like that. So then the air signs, these are the really fun ones. <laughs> when Venus is an air signs, this is a placement where people love to share ideas and concepts and conversations it's an intellectual placement so Venus in the water signs that's an emotional touchy feely intuitive psychic placement the air signs is more of this rational logical intellectual reasoning placement and so when they are looking for others to connect with a huge thing is intellectual connection and the ability to communicate and to share ideas and to grow and develop, you know, and to have people around who can kind of keep up with their movement because they do, you know, they, they move around quite a bit. And so with Venus, the air signs are going to be Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. And so with Venus and Gemini, people are drawn to that Gemini fun, chatty, communicative, youthful energy. They're going to be attracted to people who they can learn from, who they can gain experience from or learn a new hobby through. And they do tend this placement, Venus and Gemini, it's, it can be fickle if it has like a Saturn aspect. I know a lot of us listening to this are born in like 19, what would it be? 1988, 1989, maybe, Some of the age bracket here has Saturn and Sagittarius. So if your Saturn is in Sagittarius and it's aspecting Venus, like if you have a Saturn aspect of Venus, it's going to hold it down a lot more. But if you have maybe a Mercury aspect of Venus, there may be some of this fickleness, especially earlier on in life. But again, the intellectual connection, fun, humor, needing to connect with humor for sure. When Venus is in Libra, this is another really beautiful placement. Venus is in its own sign. It's Mula Tracon. People tend to be very diplomatic, uh, very laid back a lot of the time. And Venus in Libra, it's going to be attracted to others that have diplomatic ability. It's going to be drawn to others who may even be able to stimulate them intellectually In regards to politics or belief systems or other bigger questions in life when it comes to global affairs or again political affairs human rights because libra also has to do with rights and liberties and so when venus is in libra individuals may be drawn to others who can stimulate that part of them and have those conversations and they'll also be drawn to others who are refined maybe have a nice sense of fashion who know how to decorate, who may even be an artist of some kind. So Venus and Libra is going to be drawn to that Venusian quality in others. Venus in Aquarius is a super interesting placement, you know, because we also want to think about the modes, right? And so I was thinking Aquarius is a fixed sign, but it's an air sign. And so it has this really interesting energy to it. I love the sign of Aquarius because it has so much dichotomy. Um, They tend to love like far out ideas and thinking about aliens and mysticism and magic but then they want like the scientific reasoning for it so there's like this ethereal airy quality and then there's this fixed grounded quality (laughs) that coexists um venus in, in aquarius there is a great need for intellectual stimulation of course Um, maybe talking about progressive ideas or humanity, science. They tend to seek individuals, though, who are grounded and practical and also individuals who are kind of like a friend and that they can join forces with. Aquarius is governed by Saturn. And so this is for Capricorn as well. Capricorn and Aquarius, because they're governed by Saturn, they seek out like practicality. And so Venus and Aquarius, interestingly enough, they tend to gravitate towards people that have like a practical, um, that create a practical relationship and can be a friend and a steadfast partner and someone that they can rely on. Um, and again, when it comes to that connection, they, they're going to want to share the ideas and they're going to want to explore all of these different, uh, concepts, but, It's interesting. Aquarius is really independent. And so I don't want to, this is a generalization. This is not going to be every single Venus and Aquarius, but I have noticed that Venus and Aquarius tends to be quite independent and they they're really good at maintaining a sense of individuality. And so when they're in relationship, they're kind of seeking people who can be that friend and that steadfast person. And that a practical, reliable person, but then they're also seeking someone who can give them a sense of freedom and give them their own sense of individuality without like intermeshing, so to speak. So those are the signs in a nutshell. I actually was not expecting to do all 12 of them very briefly, but I hope that that was helpful and at least entertaining. I want to be very clear. Again, these are generalizations. It's impossible to tell something about a birth chart without seeing the entire thing. And with Venus, it really does depend on planets that it's with as well. You know, Venus and Saturn conjoined is going to create a much different energy than Venus and Jupiter or Venus and the moon, Venus and Mercury. And then we have to consider the sign and the house and and all of these things. But when we're thinking about just very briefly, and then we'll wrap up when we're thinking about the five love languages, like gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service and quality time. It's so fun to think about this from the perspective of Venus placement in astrology, again, generalization, but like gifts, Taurus. That's the first sign that comes to mind. I have gotten the best gifts from Taurus throughout my life. And they tend, you know, I mean, they're, they're the five senses. That's what Taurus is all about. Taurus is the second sign of the Zodiac, which is like assets and things that we have. Taurus wants to give jewelry. It wants to give essential oils. It wants to give, you know, beautiful things or pieces of art. I would probably say Cancer and Capricorn as well. With words of affirmation, I think about the air signs, but particularly Gemini. I feel like Gemini is a really good pla- like, placement to embody words of affirmation because they probably also know how to give words of affirmation because they're constantly like intellectually analyzing things. With physical touch, I think of Leo. And of course, this isn't like mutually exclusive, right? I think that Leo could probably be gifts and physical touch, but they probably like receiving words of affirmation. (laughs) Uh, Physical touch could also be like Virgo because they have that like healing ability. Pisces is probably between words of affirmation and physical touch as well. And probably like gift giving too. Um, With acts of service, Virgo again maybe Aquarius, like the fixed signs, I would say Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, Taurus, Capricorn. Then for quality time, probably like the fire signs. I mean, Aries for sure is like quality time doing things together, maybe Sagittarius cancer also. So anyway, curious of what you think, because my thought is not the end all be all. These are just, um, Friday evening contemplation. So in the comments, let me know which sign your venuses in and what your love language is we can do a poll so that is what i have for the podcast today i hope that you found it interesting i am officially falling asleep so i'm going to turn off my microphone publish this podcast and read some fun comments from you all again my name is christine rodriguez my website is innerknowing.yoga i do weekly horoscopes at patreon.com slash astrology now podcast and my instagram is astrology now podcast this is astrology now i'll see you all next week